it's time to start living the life you aspire to have. This is the 1% Effect Show, where you'll learn how to ramp up your health, mind, and body, giving you the best chance to live a life with purpose and insane progress. The 1% Effect focuses on the strategy of improving by just 1% every day. This podcast will provide you with simple, actionable steps to become 1% stronger, smarter, and wiser with each episode. If you like what you hear, make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment, or pass it along to someone you think could benefit. What is going on, everyone? Today, I have Eric Sierra on here with me um, all the way from Valencia, Spain, aka my retirement uh, town. And um, so I know Eric through once again, where we do our business mastermind coaching. We have the same coach, uh, but he has a different background story. Obviously he works with different people. Um, and I feel that anyone can still bring a lot of value because everybody's story is so different, right? So Eric is on with us. He has a background in phys ed. He went to school for that and also has a background in coaching and has been coaching for over two years now and is now working completely online, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And, and I, you got you to explain to me where you got that accent from because you're literally the first person who said my last name correctly. Uh, so, um, yeah, I am, I'm currently coaching only online because of the situation. I still teach some classes on the university, uh, but regarding all the coaching, it's, it's completely online. Oh, wow, cool. Uh, so did you always have like an interest to go online before or kind of what was your idea of like when you first got into coaching? Well, the reality is that um, my, my life path took me directly through the academics. Like I, I was I was teaching. I started teaching five years ago and that was where I, where I was meant to go. Right. So just a couple of years ago. Uh, some friends asking me for coaching, like like they they wanted to get into fitness and all that. So I started coaching them, but it was like like super unofficial. Like they were my friends, you know. I, I was just driving them to to workouts and and all that. And then like a little spark was inside. I was like, okay, I actually like this. I, I always wanted to be a coach, um, not necessarily a fitness coach. I was more into like like competitive sports, but. I liked the idea of coaching people and, and, and walking them through the transformations and achieve, like getting goals. That's I'm super goal oriented. So, mm-hmm. so it just lighted a fire inside me and I started doing more and more coaching. I started coaching um, more people at the beginning. It was just, um, just like, yeah, friends, colleagues, ex teammates who were seeing how, how I was progressing and how I was getting um, results for other people. And it was, it wasn't until, Actually, until this past year, when I was like, okay, I, I actually had more time because I, I had less classes to teach on the university. So I was like, I'd like to get started on this whole coaching thing for real. Like this came, like it, it came, it started as a, a little side hustle, like maybe a little bit more than a hobby. And now slowly but surely it's, it's becoming even like now it's, I, I dedicate way more time to, to my clients and to coaching that to teaching the actual classes. So that's, that's basically um, the story. When mm. So you started coaching other people just like on the side at 20 
around 20? No, it was, so I started coaching two years ago, which was 23. I was 23. But you time. said like five years ago is yeah, when they I started. started teaching. I started teaching uh, five years ago when I was in my 20s. Oh, wow. And so like, what did they come to you for? Like, obviously they said, you said they saw your results. So like what results were you starting to get at that point? Yeah. So, um, I was like, I've been always kind of an athletic guy. That doesn't mean that I was a built guy. So uh, at the beginning I was, I was a soccer player my, my entire life. Um, and even I, I got to play college ball and, and there I was like super, super skinny. Like, uh, like I, I was, I was good with the ball, but every time I went into contact, like that was a trouble. And here in Spain, it wasn't that much of a trouble, honestly, because I was faster and than, than the other guys. So I was able to elude the big guys, but I went to play in the United States in Maryland and they were all like huge guys. Like I was I, like every single other guy on the field was like double my size. So I realized that I need to do something about it. And, and I started working out. I started uh, trying to, to change my body. And, and the reality is that I was going nowhere. Like I was doing the same things that my teammates were doing. I was obviously following the same workouts. I was eating the same things, but just they were getting bigger and bigger. And I was just the skinny guy on the field. Um, and it wasn't until I started actually learning about this whole uh, um, anatomy and, and kinesiology and how, how your body actually works and how you react to, to different trainings and different foods that I realized that I was actually doing stuff that was not meant for me. Like I was working too much. I was eating too much. I was not resting enough. And once I discovered that I just kind of like took it and adapted, like I made, I made a plan for myself and and I was just like working outside what everyone else was doing and they were getting results and I was getting results as well. And I started to buff up if, if you, if you can see it, like I, it was, and it was like super quick, like, cause all of this happened on the, on the preseason when I got there and it was like August. And by the end of the, of the season, I was actually way bigger than when I started. So when I came back from, from that for Christmas, um, it was like, it, it was me like, so I went to United States on August and I get back home at, at Christmas. Mm -hmm. So when I get back home, all my friends are like, what happened to you? Right. They, they thought, they thought that I was like, like taking steroids or something like that because like, like the change was so big. Mm -hmm. um, and they have that idea that I was able to do that. So I, a couple of years later, when they were trying to do the same thing for themselves, they kind of like say, okay, Eric did it. Because obviously after that, I just kind of keep building my body and keep buffing up or uh, manipulating it as, as much as I wanted. So when they realized that and they wanted to, to make a change for themselves, they were like, okay, so Eric did it. So let us just go to him and, and ask him out. And that's basically how it started. Because I didn't even look for it. It was like, they're looking for me. And then as I say, I started coaching them and I kind of like it. Mm. So you, growing up, you were like the skinny guy like the the very lightweight featherweight yeah i was i was so i was tall tall for a spaniard okay i'm not i'm not talking about this guy who can't dunk or, or anything like that but but i was i was tall and and as i say like i didn't need for for the the place on the field that i played and and what i did um i didn't need to be super strong so i focused my entire soccer career uh on like developing ball skills and then 
<laughs> I realized when I was in my twenties that I was just half of the size than everyone else, and and that it was not going to be enough. Yeah. So yeah, I, that was that was me growing up. So when you came back and then you started getting looks, obviously, like your your friends all noticed. Um, did something kind of trigger like a mental aspect to that, like? I don't know, because a lot of times for a girl or a guy, it's like when you get noticed, when people start asking you, all of a sudden it's like, hmm, like this is kind of nice. So how did you keep your head, I would say, level-headed to where you continue to learn, where you continue to, and not just be like, oh, yeah, I train everyone, or like, oh, I know everything. Because mm -hmm. if you can do it to yourself, and then obviously people watch you, and then you kind of help a few people here and there. I know for guys, it it and girls it can be easy to let it get to your head if you're not cautious with not you know thinking that you know everything right mm -hmm. no definitely I for me it was it was actually not super hard because I was always surrounded by people who knew more and were better than me so that was that was a hum like like on on the physical side of things I don't think I've never been on a place where I was like the absolute best of the best. And I think that was on purpose. Like, yeah. like even when I played soccer, I didn't want to, like if I was on a team and I was the best on the team, I would quickly change teams. I, would, I wouldn't, I, I, I'm not the kind of guy who likes to be like, like the best on, like I'm trying to be the best. And if there's something better than me, I'm going to try to beat him up for sure. But if I'm the best for so long, I feel like I'm getting stuck. So I need to, level up so that's for example that's why that's why i'm joining you and our people on on our mastermind because obviously like if i look around me maybe maybe i'm doing so well um in terms of my business and all that but then i go in the group and i see you and other guys crushing it and i'm like okay I'm, i i just have a lot to learn so same thing with the physical activity i think it's really important if you found like after you've gone through your transformation if you find yourself in a place where you are the absolute best and you have no one to look up to, maybe you need to change the context because that's so important. Because as you say, if it gets into your head, first of all, you're, you're going you're gonna to sound cocky. No one's going to like you. Um, you're going to lose yeah. friendships. You, you, you're gonna, it's, 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 not, it's not a good mental space to be in. Second of all, you're, you're going to get stuck. You're not going to have progress. So it's going to be bad for you and bad for those around you. Yeah. So when you were going through this and then you hit a point, obviously, where you made this like a career, was there anything beforehand or anything growing up? Um, I love to talk about failures because I think, honestly, failures is some of the, it's one of the best learning lessons, you know, we have so many, a lot of people don't love to talk about them, but do you know, or have you thought of like any failures that kind of made you pivot or hit that growth spurt or, or even go after like that growth mindset, right? Because a lot of people, honestly, they turn away from that. It's uncomfortable. They turn away. It's, it's a little bit hard. They turn away. They know that they're the best. They want to stay there, right? Because humans love attention and that gravitational force of like, it's about me, right? Cause we're, a lot of us can be selfish. So mm -hmm. Was there any failure in your life or just even in your studies, whatever, where you really felt like you hit that turning point of like just a growth mindset? 
definitely. Um, I think for me that there's there's basically two two moments in my life. Um, the first one is actually when I came back from from the United States. Um, I I was like my entire life I wanted to be a soccer player, and I'm not I'm not like talking like those little kids who say I want to be a soccer player or a football player over there or whatever. No, I was like. I wanted to do it and I was working towards it since I was like little. I did play some semi-professional ball here. I did play for some uh, selecting uh, teams and all that. But the thing is that I, I'm a seven-day Adventist. So that's, that's a part of Christianity for those of you who don't know. And one of the key principles there is that we don't work on Saturdays. We, we respect the Sabbath. So since I wanted this to be my career, even when at the beginning – working uh playing on sabbath was not working quote unquote i was i was just going to play i had that idea in my mind that someday someday i'm going to be a professional and i'm going to have to say no to play on sabbath so it makes no point for me to play now because then it's going to be way harder to explain to everyone hey so i did i did play on sabbath until i'm getting paid and now that i'm getting paid i'm not going to play on sabbath so that really um holding me back here in spain because Pretty much every game in Spain was was on the Sabbath. That's what um, led me to to actually go overseas and and go play over there. And like that was, I'm the kind of person who only has like a plan A. I, I didn't have a plan B. Like like my my major here in Spain was history, right? I, I was I was so I didn't even care about college. Like I I did my first year in college. Um, barely passing the test because I was playing like I didn't care and I got there and I was like self-focused I'm gonna get there I'm gonna play for uh, university I'm gonna get drafted I'm gonna play in the MLS and then God knows where right so what happened there is that I um, injured my Achilles when I was on my sophomore season and that pretty much ended uh, things for me. Like, like I was, I was not able to run anymore, like, like properly. Uh, I was going to take a lot of time. And so I had to came back home after I've tell everyone that I was going to the United States to play pro uh, after turning down pro contracts here uh, because I didn't want to play on Sabbath. And, and, and it was, it was really hum- a humbling experience. Um, it teaches me a lot of, a lot of things, but one of the things that, made me want to do that thing that you told me like I wanted to step away from fitness I wanted to step away from everyone everywhere everything that was sports related so I went ahead and after doing my studies on on physical education I I went ahead and and finished my history uh degree and I have I was lucky enough that when I was in when I was a junior in college uh back here um the local university had a spot open for art history classes for the teacher, like the teacher just left. So they called me because I was working with them prior and I started teaching. So it was like, okay, my sports career is over and it's super painful to think about it. Cause like when you, when you've only had the plan A, when that plan A turns down, like, like, just, like you're devastated. Right. So I wanted to step away and, and I started teaching. And since teaching was like, okay, it's paying the bills. Um, it's giving me experience even when I'm still in college and, and it's a legitimate career that you can do. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll stick to, to, to teaching, even when I'm not going to say that I hated it. 
because I don't I don't hate teaching. I, I actually like it, but it's not like I'm not passionate about it. Okay, mm. I was passionate about playing. I'm passionate about coaching right now, but I was not passionate about teaching. But that was that was that that thing that you just like you say, like it was too painful to try anything else on the fitness um side of things. Mm. And I and I and I just step away. And it took um these these guys who came to me for coaching at the beginning, as I say, I didn't even look for it. Like they came and I started coaching them and that kind of like reminded me like, hey, this is what you actually like. This is like it's painful. Yeah, you your your soccer career was a failure, quote unquote, but that doesn't mean that you're done here. So that's when like like I, I really started again to say, okay, maybe, maybe it's gonna be painful. And it, and it was painful because because I'm a super competitive guy and mm. and obviously I'm I'm not the best coach out there. And and now that I that I see all of you guys, I realize that more than ever. Um, all right. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have all the experience in the world. And I and I feel like I went from being a legitimate soccer player who maybe I was not the best in every team that I played, but I was like top of the top of the of the crew. And now I'm just starting from scratch this this uh coaching thing. I'm getting my first clients, I'm getting my my first results, like I'm getting my first referrals. And that was that was super humbling because for someone who's used to just be at the top, start from scratch all over again, it just puts you in your place. It's like you, you gotta work like anyone else and, and it's and and it's hard and it's hard, but at the same time it's it's really um fulfilling for me because because I knew that was my passion from the beginning and comparing that to teaching which something that I like but I don't have passion for it so now it's it's just that that was a turning point when so the first turning point was when I when I finished my 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 career and the second one was when these guy when I started coaching these guys and I realized hey this is actually what I like this is actually what I enjoy so I should just double down on this and just go through the pain because it's I mean it's gonna hurt at the beginning but then if it's what you want to do you gotta do it yeah and I really like what you said honestly uh I feel so many people can relate to this but they don't know how to relate to it right away right because when you're in the moment of like pain or like you said you you put um here in the states like they'll say you put all your eggs in one basket, right? Like you put all of your hope and dreams and desires into this like idea of, be of going pro, which you definitely could have, right? Like even with the Achilles thing that, that messed up a huge portion, but maybe you could have returned. But I mean, it was at a point where you just were like, I don't think it's going to heal. Or I mean, mm -hmm. maybe it was that bad. It couldn't heal. Right. But mm -hmm. it just hit this point of like devastation. Um, and I think a lot of times what ha ends up happening is you wouldn't have been ready to coach, right? Like after all of that processing, I know for people that are changing life chapters per se, uh, they are not going to stay in that next chapter, but it has to be something they have to go through in order to be prepared and ready for the chapter after. Um, because I know for, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, they just want to get to the next day, or they just want to get to that result, or they just want to get to that success. It's like, of course, we all do. But um, I, I mean, I talked to, to a friend recently about this, like, 
you're not ready for it, like, or, or we're not ready for it. When the time comes and you do grow your business or you do hit that point of just pivoting, right, from history teacher to coach or from almost pro soccer player to history teacher, it's like you were ready, right, at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's really, that's incredible too because, like, those are such different worlds. <laughs> like, when you said history teacher, I was like, wait, what? Like this guy's a history buff, get out of town. Um, I actually, I like history a lot as well. Um, I, I'm not like, I like more just international studies, but I think that's incredible that you were able to find ways to pivot, find things that you did enjoy. You may not have been like, oh, I'm so in love with it, but you found joy in what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I wanted to circle back and I think that that's crazy, um, really admirable that you you put your lifelong dream up on that let's say sacrificial plate of saying like you weren't willing to compromise those you know sabbath days because they were really important to you when you 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 definitely strike me as a person that is type a because you were so stubborn in the fact of like this is not only just in my ethics and morals and faith but this is something that i'm not willing to compromise in five years from now so why would i do it now right um, mm -hmm. and i think it's so easy for us to bend under pressure especially when it's our dream right or if it's we want it so bad and we're clenching it to be able to release it because your ethics and morals are so strong and your integrity um, that says a lot about your character because people nowadays tend to sacrifice their integrity for their impulse and passions Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think um, for me, one, one of the things that, because, you know, you, um, you can only connect the dots looking, looking backwards, right? Um, and today, I was, today, today, I'm happy that I did that way. I'm not going to lie to you. There were some times um, that I was frustrated when I was 17, 18, 19. Um, and I see that I couldn't, like, there was like, like big games going on and, and I couldn't participate on them and there was like like big opportunities i didn't even got kicked out of a team um because we changed the 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 coach and and he didn't like i mean i, I get it at some point like it was high high um demand high uh, yeah high high demand league like it was it was, it was like the top league in in spain and i had a coach What's that it? allowed what me to not play on seven it, it was the first division oh, like wow. the division the not is called here the mm -hmm. honor division so uh, I had a coach that allowed me to not play the Sabbath games if I went to, with a junior varsity team and if I did an extra day of work. So, yeah, I, I was, like, I was committed to that, okay? I was – in my partner were training three or four days. I was training an extra day plus the game with another team. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I was, I was frustrated, but I had these – conviction that if I'm doing it for God is going to be like if God wants me to do it it's going to it's going to come however right and and I'd rather and I'd rather trust my my principles and this now I know that even if I had if I had played on Sabbath my career would, would have been super short because these this Achilles thing was actually pretty bad it was it was like a, a chronic thing that that gets um mm. worse and worse um oh, wow. So, do you still have pain from it? Like, do you still feel it? 
yeah yeah when i when i do i can i can really run without uh taping myself and and it's i mean it's it's really it's actually i'm i'm used i'm usually with it because the thing is that it's uh degenerating so so i don't feel it like on a day or day a day to day i don't normally feel it like it degenerating and i'm used to the pain so it doesn't hurt anymore Mm. um but when i do an extra effort um, running or anything like that, it does, it does make a difference. So the thing is that I would, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone pro even if I played on Sabbath. Like maybe if I did everything right, I would go pro at 20 and have like a one year career, two years career. And, and I would completely, um, sacrifice my principles for that one or two years career. So now that I'm looking back, I'm like thankful and saying at least, I trusted my principles and I was coherent with what I thought, with what I believed. And, and I was, and I was able to, to make this quote unquote sacrifice. I don't think it's a sacrifice or anything like that, but I think that I was able to at least do what I thought I had to do um, mm-hmm. and not get it. Because what do you say? Like there's a lot of people who do sacrifice their principles uh, in order to achieve that desired outcome. And the problem is, what happened if you don't if you sacrifice your principles and you still not achieve that outcome? How are you gonna feel? Or even if you achieve the the the, the outcome, how are you gonna feel about your principles? Because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that I that I value the most in a person is that I don't care what you think, I don't care what you believe, I care if you follow it through. Like if if you believe if you believe totally the opposite that I that I believe but you're consequent to what you believe, you have my respect. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing for a person. Like if I say, hey, I, I don't know, I, I like soccer, but I never see a soccer game in my life, okay? Or, or I say, I, I follow, I, I think that God wants me to, to not work on Sabbath, but I do work on Sabbath. Like the image that that's telling me and yourself about you, it's something super confused like you don't even know who you are you don't even know what you believe you don't even know what you do so mm-hmm. i think it's super super important for anyone that it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter what you believe you need to be con- consequent to what you say you believe and there's nothing wrong in believing x y or c like everyone can have their own beliefs everyone can think their own thoughts but you need to be consequent to those mm-hmm. so as today i'm actually really happy that that I did that because I think I can now I feel I feel like I can I can set an example for some other people who might go through the same struggles and maybe for people who are going to go pro following this following this Sabbath thing or, or maybe for people who are struggling with principle um, and ethic problems it's like if you follow your morals you're never going to go wrong mm-hmm. like even if you don't achieve what you're looking for you're going to have that peace of mind that hey I at least am in pace with my with with myself because it, again, if you achieve it and and you just compromise your principles or your ethics or your morals, you're gonna feel like trash anyway. And I think it's like just a sad honesty that I feel like a lot of people. It, it's so easy to do that nowadays, right? Like nowadays, people gloss over or they just try to like make things look prettier but not actually stand firm on, you know, what they say or what they do or believe. 
or the follow through aspect. Like you say one thing, actually do it. I think it's almost like a hidden treasure, right? And so when somebody actually does it, it's kind of like a refreshing moment. Like, oh, people still do exist like that, right? Or um, which is a sad reality, I think. But mm -hmm. so for people like say they are stuck in a tight spot, right? Um, as far as maybe changing careers, right? Or or they're stuck and they're not feeling passionate, right? Like you weren't feeling passionate and really ready to go after being a history, you know, teacher for a long period of time. Like what gave you that, okay, like this is the next step to actually get out of it? Because that is uncomfortable. A lot of people don't know how to handle that discomfort. Um, like what's a piece of advice you'd give to them? Um, well, first of all, if you are constantly thinking about, um, not necessarily that you hate your job or not necessarily that you hate your career. Um, but if you're constantly thinking about things that you could do other than that, um, maybe you need to reevaluate where you are and, and most important, you need to have a plan because in my case, um, I never wanted to be a teacher for the long run. I've always like, when I, when I started coaching, my, my, my ideal plan was to get, uh, uh, recruited by a big university in the United States and get a, and get a chance to coach a soccer team or a basketball team or something like that. So I could like teach and coach, as I say, a team, like I had, I had that idea. So I had like, like, okay, so this is going to be a tool for me to achieve something else. If you're always looking for, okay, so, whenever I'm going to work in this job as far as I can save that much money and then I'm going to do that. And then maybe you need to reevaluate and at least be clear on what you want to do. Cause there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with be doing things that you don't necessarily enjoy. Cause at the end of the day, we all need to pay the bills. Um, and, and you can be stuck in a place where you are used on a career that you don't enjoy, but you need to keep on doing it, but you need to start drafting a plan on okay what is that that i actually want and what is that, that i'm actually passionate about because for me i knew, I knew it was sports i didn't know it was personal coaching per se but i knew it was something related to sports um maybe maybe if you're stuck you have that little dream in your head of something that you always wanted to do and never had the courage to do so the good thing about being stuck but still having the opportunity to go to work is that you now have margin to say okay how much time do i need to achieve that what do i need to do like just just draft what do you need to do to get there and then review that plan and see how you can do that faster or easier and cut the times down because for me it was like okay i'm gonna give myself five years to get recruited by a big university and and i and i started like on my third year i started sending resumes because i was like i'm i'm i don't want to wait anymore right i want to i want to do something else so don't wait for the perfect moment because that's not going to come um yeah. you just gotta you just gotta take the leap and it's gonna be it's gonna be stressful it's gonna be super scary um and and you're gonna you're probably gonna be like trying to procrastinate it all the time because where you are is comfortable and i get it but just think about this like do you only have so many years to live 
okay you if if i wanna if i wanna enjoy something i wanna enjoy the longer as possible so the sooner i get started the longer i'm gonna enjoy it so again it's gonna be it's gonna be something that you cannot it's a decision that you cannot take in, on an afternoon or after listening to this podcast but you can definitely just start thinking about it and start drafting the plan but at some point you're just gonna have to pull the trigger yeah. and you're gonna, you're gonna have to say hey this is what i want i have the plan because you drafted it you know what you have to do i'm gonna start implementing because mm. if you keep dreaming about it you're not gonna get there and and if you and if you feel scared about it that's a good sign that means that it's important for you yeah i actually was just thinking about that like i think some of the most important things that people can do in life is to go after things that scare them um because there's also the most reward in that right of like even just like for all the the different people that i've had on and you've had on on your podcast which will have you connect you know at the end with but we made a big investment, you know, and we made a big decision and, you know, to the point where, you know, it could be like, whoa, this is like the scariest, one of the scariest things I've ever done. I mean, for me, it was, um, it was the scariest thing I ever done. Like, like straight up. (laughs) Yeah. But like you make such good networking connections and just, and good friendships and you know, more people and you have more success in life because success doesn't, always have to be on, on obviously finances. Of course, it's, it's so important, right? Um, and it helps. But like the fact that I've known you for several months and kind of, you know, seen you here and there and then hear your story is completely different, right? But I never would have had any of that opportunity had I not taken a leap way before, right? Mm-hmm. And then who knows, maybe down the line, we will work together, you know, like if, if I went there, you came here, right? And, and all of that opportunity goes out the window if I'm just scared or if you're just scared and you're just like, Oh, I'm comfortable here in my desk job. Like it's okay. Um, so I think that that's actually so important because it's easy to get comfortable and avoid those fears. Yeah. And, and, and the, the bad thing about it is that society and even most of the people you live with are going to be cheering you to stay comfortable. Mm-hmm. like because like i'm i'm not gonna lie to you guys if it's scary it's because you know there's a risk and there's a big risk but the thing is i i shared i shared the other day a, a thing on on facebook and it was it was completely about fitness but it can be um about your life as well and is that going for your dream is risky quote-unquote is hard and staying where you are is risky, quote unquote, is hard because you're going to be complaining about where you are. You're going to be, you're not going to feel happy. You're not going to feel fulfilled. You're going to always have that idea um, on like on the top of your mind. Now, I should be doing this. So if it's going to be hard both ways, if it's risky both ways, why don't you just come for the one that has the actual outcome? Right. Yeah. So taking the leap is the hardest thing. It doesn't get easier after that, but if you achieve it, you're going to be in a way better position than you were before. And if not, um, the majority of the things you can always get back to. Them. Yep. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I think that's awesome. So now kind of just wrapping up where, well, first off, 
who exactly do you coach? Because maybe there's a specific niche that's listening that needs a coach just like you, right? Because I coach more just women. I've coached men before, but my primary focus right now is women because I'm a woman. Um, so who do you coach and then where can people find you? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, me as well. I've been, I've, I've coached pretty much any demographic out there, but I lately I've been um, dedicating myself to youth coaching guys and, and youth coaching guys pretty young, to be honest, anywhere, anywhere below 40 years old, because I feel like that's my area of expertise because most of these guys have gone to the same struggles that I've gone with, not necessarily uh, being the skinny, the skinny guy, but just transforming their body. So right now I'm just um, working with guys who are looking to transform their body, mostly of them lo looking to lose weight, um, and that they're stuck. They feel like, they feel like <laughs> they're doing what everyone else is doing, and it's not working. So if you're one of those people, um, you, you, can, you can go out and reach out to me. Um, the best way to do it right now is either going to my Facebook uh, page. You can send me a friend request at Eric Sierra Marrero. Or um, you can also find me on Instagram at Eric Fino Fitness. And also, um, I don't know if you wanted to, to share that later, but um, I do have a podcast as well that is called yeah. The Real Fitness Show. You guys can go and look it up um, on pretty much every uh, podcast platform. And hopefully you're going to listen to, to Avi there soon as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got to connect. And if I... Uh... Go to Valencia again. If you, if you guys haven't been to Spain or Valencia, you guys got to go there. You're missing out. Yeah, oh, no, for sure. Such a relax. It's like paradise. It's like a nice paradise of like mountains. I told you mountains and an ocean right there. Yeah. And I, and I got to tell you, because I don't know if you noticed, I do live in Valencia, but I'm from the Canary Islands. And oh. if you haven't been there, have you been there? No, I'm not. Wait, so how are you from both like parents? Or... Yeah, so my, my, my mom is from the United, from the Canary Islands, and, and my dad is from Andalusia, but he was living in Valencia, so my mom came here to, to study, and, you know. Oh, love. and then, <laughs> then you came. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What a cool background, man. Okay, then if I'm going to go there, I'll reach out to you, too. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and you, you need to. You, need, you, you and your husband, you, you guys need to go there. That's, like, hands down the best place in the world. So for everyone listening, Canary Islands, if you're planning a trip, anywhere that's that has to be the first stop oh man all right it's done i'm gonna try to plan a trip there then all right well thanks so much for coming on and just sharing your story i think it's definitely relevant to a lot of people right now um taking such big steps and courageous moves and yeah make sure to check him out when you guys get a chance well thank you for having me Adam. Thanks, Sam. Just wanted to say thank you again for listening in. If you found this to be helpful or encouraging you to live that 1% better life, make sure to like and subscribe. We hope to see you in the next episode. And until then, be joyful, be intentional, and be effective.